was my favorite from the original. I mean, really? when I found it? out he was Cosby's dad on the Cosby show, my mind was blown. Wasn't Panthro, wasn't Panthro everyone's favorite, though? Like, he was the cool one? Black. Weirdly, That's it's why. like one of the only shows I've ever liked the protagonist in, like the main guy when it's an ensemble team. Mm-hmm. I like Lionel. I always thought he was really cool. I have like a, I have like a, a hard on for the sort of omens. It's like my favorite fantasy weapon across the board. Fantasy. I just love it. Bitch. I was what? liked. I was liked uh, I always thought Mumra was cool. I liked Mumra. Yes, Mumra is the shit. It's a well, great villain. Too, I always liked when he did a secondary transformation because he'd do his first, you know, ancient spirits of evil. evil you know, yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, wait, ancient spirits of evil. One more favor. <laughs> <laughs> Transform like, the old lady. <laughs> like he had a dog. Like and his dog got to transform. How fucking cool is that? I had, I had a Mumra toy and it came with the dog. With Mumbutt? It's yeah, nice called fucking Mumbutt. <laughs> See, I used to, whenever we would get underway, I would be on the ship, and I would walk out to the smoke deck, and I would hold out my hand to the sea, right? and I would command the Sword of Omens, you know, Sword of Omens, come to my hand. Right. I, lion Lord of the Thundercats, command <laughs> It never happened. Never was like his and everybody was- would, they would tell me, like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm saying, you know, one of these days, if that ever works, right, right. impressed as hell. See, and you got to, and, was- and I give you respect for trying. Like, that's very cool. So. I've tried to end the program. I've tried to pause program. <laughs> I've commanded Sword of Omens to come to my hand. I think the other day, Bobby was having Have you Bobby tried computer show Arch? <laughs> <I've tried that. laughs> the other day, Bobby was having like an epic tantrum, and I just looked at him and was like, computer end program. And he just, <laughs> computer end program. Nothing. No end program. Uh, I thought it might just confuse him so much that he would stop crying. No, he would probably just think I'm a nerd and punch me in the face. Because <laughs> he's a total. <laughs> he's a total. He kicks me in the nuts. Probably once a day. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty weird. Like, like, like you today, live with your own personal bully. Today he stepped on him because he was trying to get to mommy. So he was running across and just, I was like, oh my God, he just stepped on my nuts. I just kind of sat there for a minute like, this is awesome. You need to record this so you can get on Ow My Nuts. I'm already recording. I'm already recording. So we're good. Okay. I was unaware there was an Ow My Nuts. What is Ow My Nuts? Ow my balls. Oh, I'm sorry. Ow, Ow my, my balls. balls. Okay. So I'll, I'll edit it. Yeah. So balls. Ow my balls. <laughs> I call them nuts so the kids don't really kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to be okay. sneaky about it, but I don't know. So if he looks at me, <laughs> did it hurt? I was like, yes, it hurt. Yes. <laughs> and she's kind of goes on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, again, I'm surprised this is as well attended as it is. Congratulations to us. Yay. Um, Yay. I, I, it's Saturday night. I guess this is where all the cool kids are. Well, it's funny because um, the episode that we're reviewing here for season one, episode one of The Twilight Zone is called Where Is Everybody? Where is everybody? And yeah. uh, the episode kind of deals with the issue of loneliness, like crushing horrible loneliness and how it affects <laughs> And here we are. Like we're all recording a podcast on a Saturday night because we're all epically lonely and our lives oh are God for the internet. <laughs> I mean like sometimes I feel like I might as well be living in a box with, with like a, a movie screen right yeah. Like that's what I feel. Like we're all in the Truman show basically. Our own little individual versions of the Truman show. Yep. It's pretty awesome. So, well, you know, I had plans for tonight, but because of the epic blizzard, that that's the only reason I'm home. 
Uh, like, you, I would have gone out. What were you going to do tonight, Ben? Well, I, I was going to go do stuff. Go to the Rainbow <laughs> Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I love, though, that Stephanie walks by just as you say that. And she looks over like, who the hell? <laughs> go to the Rainbow oh, Cactus. It's Ben. Am, oh. Ambush. The wave. Clearly the wave. It's goth night. I think, is Ben a little too, Ben, are you too old for the wave? Yes. Because that's more of a twink scene, isn't it? Like more of like a, like small hairless I boys. I mean, I'm just saying I'm down. I know. <laughs> so. I didn't know there were that many establishments like that around here. I just know. Uh, I guess it's a Navy base around. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dennis. Good one. That was a They closed Nutty Buddies. Um, you know, so. <laughs> I didn't know Nutty Buddies. Well, yeah, that that was the one that had the big, uh, oh, the had two like comedians. comedians had Laurel Hardy. On Laura, the side. Yeah, all the comedic pairs oh. were like a big mural on it, and then there was a big sign with an arrow that said "parking in the rear." <laughs> and I thought, oh, I get it. Okay. okay. So Laurel and Hardy were arguing who's going to be the pitcher and who's going to be the yeah, catcher. Who's going to be the power bottom? <laughs> no, who's on first? Who's on first? Sean, Sean's on first. But um, no, because I knew I know um, Ambush because I used to live up the street from Ambush, where my condo was in Virginia Beach. And then Rainbow Cactus was on Holland Road, and I always thought that was the coolest name for a place. And then as I got older, I put it together. I was like, oh, that's oh, where, I get it. That's where men dance with men. Hey, for what? the longest time, I thought Build-A-Bear was a gay bar. I really did. I had no idea. Because everybody was like, man, we should go to Build-A-Bear. Anton, do you want to go to Build-A-Bear? I mean, I, I am fuzzy, so, you know. That would be uh, Undress-A-Bear. <laughs> like They're talking about stuffing bears and putting clothes and outfits on and off. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I would like to stuff a bear. That's a very specific <laughs> fetish. Yeah. Ben's got a kind of a bear thing going on with the beard. No. No, I. This is the most hair I have, right? It's just cephalic hair. Everything else is is just clean shaven. Nice. That's fair. I'm what a mental. I'll be sleeping tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the hairless Ben dancing, prancing through my dreams. <laughs> Riding a little tricycle. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who wants to start? Who wants to start? Who has no? Anybody have notes or anything? Or? Uh, now should yeah. we should we start off by saying like this is exclusive audio for Patreon uh, uh, supporters only, or are we doing that? Yeah. Okay. Well, this let's explain what we're doing. Okay. Well, what, we're, what we're doing is um, the the Dork Trek podcast. We are on Patreon. Hopefully, you're hearing this because you are a supporter of the podcast. And if you are a supporter of the podcast, then that means you get to listen to the exclusive audio content of the crew reviewing the twilight zone that's the episode that's the series that we kind of said we were going to do so here we are so we're going to now you might oh go ahead you might want to also tell the uh, patreon supporters it's not a secret so if they want to tell other people to uh hey how great it is and then they can subscribe as well yeah 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 Yeah. but But it is but it is a secret because it's like a special club it's yes. like it's like it's if, it's, it's, if ten forward had a back room, of a back room. You know what I mean? Like this, you got to know the special knock. Yeah, and then you got to know the extra special knock to get into the other room. 
to hear All of our inside jokes are not going to leave Patreon. They will stay within Patreon. For the time. <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> yeah. So, so if we hear any of our jokes on other podcasts, we'll know there was a leak. Yeah. 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 Or, but at least they paid for it. At least they're paying. Yeah, and we thank you for that. We really do. So yeah. So this is the first episode of Twilight Zone, written yeah. by Rod Serling, directed by Rod Serling. Um, well, no, this one was actually directed was by somebody. Else. Yeah. Robert Stevens. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, because okay, Robert Stevens. Okay, there you go. Boom. Yeah. And, and I was also noticing, though, I mean, we're doing like a different show than we usually do on Dork Trek. But as are, I was... Are we? I, well, no, I, I, well, I accidentally watched the first six episodes. <laughs> I love how that happens. Oh, no. I, just I mean, you slipped. can't stop. No, you can't. It's like the, the, the cool part about Twilight Zone, I don't, I don't want me to cut you off, Ben, but it is like original binge watching shows. Like you can just yeah. like you find yourself and you go, okay, I'm going to watch one episode. And then all of a sudden it's been like six hours and you're just like, what happened? Why is it daylight? Like, <laughs> where yeah. you- I'm so happy when twi- when a sci-fi channel has Twilight Zone on in the mornings before I go to work. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'll just take 30 minutes and watch. Yeah, it's a good way to start the day. And the, I miss the best. It's the best. And I miss my family. What are they? <laughs> it's awesome. no, there's, there's so <laughs> many. There's so many Star Trek t- stars, though, on Twilight Zone. Yeah. I mean, uh, this episode even features uh, somebody from one of the, the original series episodes. So it's, I mean, it's just one of those crazy things that just everybody came through here. Was this all on the same network? Uh, no, this was CBS. Okay. Well, the same that, company owns it now. Isn't that where, well, was, uh, Star Trek was on NBC, right? You're right. Star Trek was on NBC, owned by okay. Desilu. Okay. And then over time, between companies selling companies, now it's on uh, CBS. Okay. CBS owns it now. Okay. And that's why we have it on Netflix. Okay. It's really great, man. I love this show. It's, it's so much fun to watch and just get into and just enjoy. And uh, this is this is a great episode because I think it, it it starts the theme, a reoccurring theme for, or and a setting for Twilight Zone. A man is alone in a town. Like yeah. that's half the episodes right there. Like, yeah. Someone is yeah. alone somewhere, and they're trying to figure right. out how and why they are there. Which is really brilliant because they cut down on the amount of like actors that they have to pay for an episode awesome. just by setting this one guy in this set and just, oh my God, I'm alone. How did this happen? Uh. See, see, but it's cool too because they always seem to find an actor interesting enough to kind of carry that. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. if you watch something and it's just an actor on screen, it's like you're almost waiting for someone else to show up. And I think they do a good job in this episode with, I don't know who the actor is, but he's, he's strong enough where he's an interesting enough watch watch where you're watching him interact with the setting because he walks into a restaurant like a little cafe and he's just barking out orders to people because he sees like a lit cigarette like he hears the grill cooking and he so it's clear that someone was there and fairly recently but they're all gone now and he's trying to trying to slowly piece this together about what's happening and he's i want a cup of coffee and ham and eggs and just he's like he's like tall like he's he's yelling to his wife i got two dollars and 85 cents so i knew that american yeah because he's trying to figure out who he is he knows that he's american because he has american currency on him we know he's in the military of some sort because he's like in an air force flight suit but other than that like it's just we're just seeing some guy venture into a town yep 
The guy's name is Earl Holloman. Mm, and, he's, he's uh, the actor's name? Well, no, the actor's name. And yeah. he's one of those guys that shows up all through, you know, these, he's one of these character actor, background actors, all through the 50s and 60s. And I'd forgotten, the first time I saw him was on Forbidden Planet. Uh-huh. But Leslie Nelson, he was the cook that gets the booze made. So he, he's one of these, I don't know, like, I guess that's what they call them, right? Character actors, just yeah. the background players. They're not that leading man type. But for some reason, I kept thinking he was Wayne Newton. When I would just <laughs> listen to his voice, he had that young Wayne Newton. That voice. high-pitched kind of Don Cushane thing going on? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, like whenever you'd hear interviews with him and stuff in the 70s. It, it has that tone to it. And, okay. You know, uh, you know what, Ben? I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to old Wade Newton interviews from the 70s and see if they match up. All right. I, I think you will. I I'm mean, I'm thinking that. like half of the audience is probably thinking, who the hell's Wayne Newton? Well, I think my first memory of Wayne Newton is probably when he was in um, that James Bond movie as like this televangelist. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> what, James, what James Bond movie was that? It was with Timothy Dalton. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, okay. I think it might be The Living Daylights. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah, Living Daylights was the one no, with... License to Kill, I think. Yeah, actually. this is the one where Felix Leiter got hurt. Yeah. And he's avenging yeah. it. Shock attack. <laughs> my, uh, my, rec- my first, uh, I guess, awareness of Wayne Newton was um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, That's yeah, what I was yeah. thinking. I don't even know who Wayne Newton is. <laughs> Uh, that's all I know. For years, I thought that was a woman singing that song, yeah. basically. Yeah, the, first, the first time Sophie heard it, because it popped up on our uh, our Spotify, like, recommended. She's like, this girl's got a pretty voice. He's like, nope, that's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, Donka Shane's he, he pulls a lot of trim, though. I mean, just yeah. watch Vegas Vacation. Yo, that guy gets lots of ass. <laughs> Is he still alive? Is Wayne Newton still alive? Yeah. Beverly D'Angelo ass. Yeah, and Beverly D'Angelo, she's aged very well. And you know she's in the kinky shit. You can videotape what she's into it. Yeah, with the big old school <laughs> camera with the microphone on it. You got <laughs> that was very why racy. Can, why can't I play Rusty? Yeah. <laughs> that was very racy for the time, if you think about it. Like, he's filming her in the shower, and then they have sex accidentally on camera. Yeah, I think though that was the whole reason people had home video systems. It's like, oh yeah, it's for the birthdays, sex tapes. <laughs> that, that's yeah, but the weird part is like, okay, Bob Crane. We all know Bob Crane from Hogan's Heroes, sex tape mm-hmm. maniac. Today he would be like, do you think if he was alive today, we would be watching the Cranes? Like, did we watch the Kardashians? Would he be like a superstar media guy because you like to I, fuck on film? Because that's how the Kardashians did it. I mean, that's their whole empire. No, it wouldn't be him. It would be who he was fucking because he was already famous. Okay, all right. Oh, so it's kind of like, kind of like the Rage. I guess Ray J was famous. Okay, <laughs> Ray J. But he was used by Kim Kardashian to get famous. Yeah. To some yeah. Extent, so. Yeah. But I mean, it's just one of those things. I think I, I don't know if he was like so private about it because he had to be because of the society he lived in. Bob Crane, it was very taboo. Oh, very taboo. Right. Or if he, I mean, some people that were like that, even today, you keep all that shit like bottled up and you have your special, you know, what, Grey's Anatomy or whatever that fucking Fifty Shades book is. The, the special. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I, I don't. It was either that or Dorian Gray. Just like, no, no, but it's cool because Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. Exactly, which kind of puts you in the zone. Yeah, it's fanfic. Really? Yeah, it was fanfic. It was Twilight Zone fan fiction. 
Well, no, oh, no, Twilight. Twilight fan. I thought you said yeah. Twilight. No, no, no it's it was, Twilight fan fiction. Uh, okay. Right. It would be a little more kinky if it was Twilight Zone fan. It'd be like, they'd be having sex with, you know, three-eyed Martians. And, yeah. you know, with or they'd be having sex and find out that, much like um, me in high school, they were alone the entire uh, time. I, yeah, that's, that's basically what my sex life was, this episode of <laughs> Twilight Zone. Where is everybody? <laughs> that is a handsome mannequin. <laughs> I mean, ain't nobody watching. Hailstorm was watching it with me, and when that scene happens, when the mannequin comes out and he goes, well, you know, I do like the silent type, she immediately started going, ew, he's a perv. Yes, that's <laughs> the thing. There's, there are things that it's happen. A creepy. Yeah. In the, in the olden days, when, and this came out in 59, you're like, oh, he's just being silly. But now it's like, whoa, is there like an underlying tone? That made, wait, wait, wait. Well, that made me think, like, how long, when you realize you're all alone somewhere, do you wait to masturbate? <laughs> Five minutes. I, I would have done it at the diner. I mean, <laughs> nobody here. Just think about it like this. As soon as your wife and kids leave, Dennis, how long does that take you? I mean, they the door barely the clicks. At 9.55. <laughs> I always like to say, well, it helps There's me. It's a speedboat race. It helps me sleep. It helps me sleep. So that's, all, you know, it's like a warm glass of milk. I just got a, a jizz in a sock and then I'll go right to bed like a baby. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> Well, it does help me go to sleep. I'm just it saying. does. It does. But yeah, so that's about how long it would take. But I, I, they, they, so do you think he dry humps the mannequin? No. I mean, we get to the six minute mark and he's like, oh, I like the quiet. Like it's already creepy at that point. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a little weird. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe. I mean, he does pick her up pretty gently and put her into the, uh, the mannequin uh, van. Maybe he's like, I'll come back for you later. Yeah, right? Well, he saw that whole room of her friends, too. He's like, I'm because he goes in, he leaves the one in the car, and then he goes into the building, and there's like five mannequins on the table. So, so he's whoa. sitting in the cold sex. So he's like, yeah. You guys going to dike out or something over here? Why? <laughs> What's going to happen? Scissor. Yeah, I, uh, nobody's watching this. Or I'm alone. I can, you guys got holes? There's like an 8mm camera somewhere around here. <laughs> what is, is there a camera shop in this town? I just pictured him with one of those old 1950s cameras. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I'm reeling this. Yes. Yeah. See, I was thinking of more like the LA Confidential type, and he's going okay, to yeah, yeah, yeah. he poses them in different <laughs> you know, erotic poses. Yeah. But yeah, it's still sexy either way. I mean, you know, if you're alone and he doesn't know, he, I mean, you bang a mannequin. I mean,. You go to the del, you go to the restaurant, you get a couple pieces of ham, you stick them in the leg hole, you warm it up a little bit, you just go to town, bro. Yeah, right? No? Nobody? No, Nobody's with what? You? no, no, turkey. Ham doesn't work. That way. I, don't, I don't know, man. Whatever you're into, weirdo, you per. <laughs> I mean, having sex with slices of turkey like some kind of maniac. <laughs> Slices. Just to consider the slices. <laughs> we didn't bring slices into the equation. <laughs> so you're saying you gotta romance that turkey hole. Right. You just take a turkey breast and cut a hole in it. Yeah. Stuffing's got to come from somewhere. <laughs> Whatever works. I mean, you're the last man on the live, right? You got mannequins, you got turkey, you're good. You have a snack afterwards. You, you might as well try it. There's right. coffee and cigarettes, and you're good to go. Like, that's all you needed in the 50s. You know, right. a mannequin, a, a breast of turkey breast, a, a cigarettes, and a hole. Well, see, I'm thinking, though, the sad part, though, is for the people who are observing this, though. Spoiler, dude. Spoiler. Too soon, too spoiler. soon. 
Spoiler. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. You could never write a Twilight Zone episode. You just blew the whole episode, man. The whole. <laughs> you got a turkey, don't you? You just blew the whole. Uh, <laughs> you guys are talking about <laughs> half the damn dork trick episodes. It's like, well, this and this and this, and five minutes into the show, well, when it ends, it's really good. When it blows up, but it, and then we still talk about it. So this. <laughs> I get what you're saying. This would be like it's. You know what? This is the the episode that we've always talked about observing on the holodeck. When yeah. the guys are watching this, going, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> can they actually see anything, or are they just like hearing? They're monitoring like vital signs and stuff. Yeah, see, right. I think that'll be what we get to. That'll be. They good. just know he's flipping out. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's and true. Jerking it. I mean, he's sitting there jerking off, thinking he's got a mannequin, and they're like, "What the fuck is?" Uh, <laughs> Harris doing in there? That's how the clock really broke. His hand slipped off his lubed <laughs> cock and broke the the clock. But that's right. He was in that box alone for what two and a half weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who can go that long without masturbating? I sure can't. I'm doing it right now, so I mean, uh, <laughs> I all this wondering. turkey talk, man. I was wondering where your other hand was. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm glad someone is. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been playing pocket pool. So after. <laughs> so that struck me as weird that this whole time he's talking to himself essentially. Like mm-hmm. he has no internal monologue whatsoever. And I know it would suck for a TV episode for him to be yeah. like that. But. It's 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 very similar to um to Die Hard, where he's just talking to himself a lot. You know what I mean? Like he's just go he's just going. You know, and again, I guess this is like because I mean it's still TV's still relatively new at this time. Like it's just the first twenty five or thirty years of television. Fifty nine, fifty nine. This episode came out nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess they're still like transitioning from the stage, like doing theater production, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. doing a actual televised episode. So a lot of the the habits you would have from doing a, a play or something like that are carried over into television. And you kind of have to remember, too, this is the first episode, and I don't know if a network would greenlight an episode where 22 of the 24 minutes of the show is silent and a guy fucking ham. You know what I mean? Nowadays, nowadays they would do that, and like you would, it would rely on the actor like portraying, like you could see the internal, like, thing, yeah, like yeah. what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't mind. The, I don't mind the fact that he is just randomly talking to himself because right. when I'm alone by myself, I tend to talk to myself. So it kind of works, you know. Well, he kind of he kind of even gives away what's going on. Like when he gets to the jail cell part, I kind of I thought that was cool because the first time I actually watched this episode was about a week and a half ago when I was first talking to you, Bobby. And so so, so wait, so Twilight Zone is a new phenomenon to you, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. See, I've that's weird to me one. because I thought you would totally be like hook, line, and sinker on this thing because it is kind of so much fun. There's so many reoccurring themes that you see in Twilight Zone and so much other like you know fiction. It's influenced everything. Well, I got really big into like the Outer Limits. Um, mm-hmm. I watched that a lot, and uh, and I liked uh, the the old tales from the crypt show. The the one that was actually like the little vignettes. Every episode was its mm-hmm. own like internal story. So I love shows like that. Um, I just kind of I needed something like a palate cleanser, and that's what got me onto the Twilight Zone in the first place. And I like I fell hard um, watching this episode because. I got to the end of the episode and then I went, that was really masterfully done. The, the acting was solid. Like the lighting was really cool. It just looked good. Um, and the story was interesting. And then going back through, I've, I've probably watched this episode in the last couple of weeks, like four or five times. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of the things that really st- stands out to me in this episode from a, 
from like a storytelling perspective is um, when he's in the jail cell and he's, uh, he's, he's fumbling with like the sink and I, I think it's like a toothbrush or maybe it's a, a shaving, shaving brush. brush. Yeah. And he's like, um, he's like, uh, wake up now. And he keeps telling himself like it's, it's almost like this weird affirmation because these episodes end in such a way that you're like, oh, that's the reveal. Uh, at that point, watching it the first time, it, it never clicked to me what was going on because, okay. you know, you, know you, you could see somebody just like, oh, I'm going crazy. Wake up now. But like the fact that he's, he's almost coaxing himself back to sanity. Okay. Uh, when we get to the end of the episode, it made me really wonder watching it a couple of times if he had maybe done this multiple times. Like maybe this isn't the first time he's in the time that he's been in his enclosure, uh, been in a town. Or, or woken up somewhere? Uh, has he had other, uh, you know, hallucinations or manifestations where he's he's been in other settings? It just it's so cool that such a like a, like you said, a singular actor can kind of paint this this really vivid uh, internal picture of what you know this man is isolated. What's going on in his head? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just awesome. And that's what hooked me on the show. Is I was just like, damn, that's that's some heavy. Well, I mean, shit. honestly, this is the first time I've seen this episode. Of right. It. And the whole time I was thinking, okay, he's like in a nuclear test site. Yeah. Like at the end of the episode, the bomb's going to go off and he's going to get vaporized yeah. or something like that. And I keep waiting for it to happen. And he even says, you know, he's like, well, the bomb, I'm in the Air Force. The bomb must have happened. But if the bomb happened, then there'd be devastation everywhere. And I was yeah. like, hmm, maybe that's not going to happen. That's the way I thought about yeah. it. I thought he was just kind of wandering around a nuclear test site. Uh, yeah. I was kind of all... Because the mannequins and everything. It was like, oh, you know... Let me ask you this question. Anton brought up a good point. Like, do you think this is the first time he's been kind of put through this kind of test? Or is this like a, like like maybe a second, third try? Because at the end of the episode, as Ben clearly gives away, he's being observed... <laughs> <laughs> he's being observed by the military and this is all a mission like i guess testing to get you know a man on the moon which is interesting now because they're doing similar testing to get people on mars so right. it's, it's kind of weird because i guess they kind of you know they kind of come together at, at this point you know 60 years later so do you think this is his first time experiencing this in this or is he is he a rookie cookie if you will like I, that had never really occurred to me but i think that um this might be the first time that he's um, kind of had the imagination that he was alone somewhere, you know, all by himself. Like he probably had daydreams or something that he yeah. was somewhere in his past, like, oh, on a date with an old girlfriend or whatever. I'm on a date with an old mannequin. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on a date with an old mannequin over here. I sound like Wade Newton. Listen to me, everybody. She came to life and then they made a movie about it 20 years later. <laughs> it's called Mannequin. Yeah. And there's a real sassy black dude. We get to hang out. I believe his name is Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if, I mean, I, I think I'm, because they jump in pretty quickly, like, because he's freaking out. They jump in there to, to get him out of there. Yeah. So I don't think he's been well, in this exact Yeah, but same that's because well. he hits the panic button. Yeah. Yeah. When, when he's hitting the, what is it, the walk button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's what triggers to get him out. And it's so weird because he always was able to wake himself up out of it. Yeah, he never hit the panic button before. It wasn't until he broke that. I think him breaking the clock was symbolic of him breaking the gauge in the ship. Yeah. And him yeah. breaking his brain, yo. Because he, even, this, uh, he never really, like, went this deep into that sort of like a, a dream before. Like he might have had those, like you said, those little daydreams or whatever, but he never got to the point that he couldn't get out of it and he had to, yeah. you know his subconscious kind of like triggered that panic button for him. Yeah. And it's like Anton was saying, I think with the, you know, it's time to wake up now, maybe that worked 
in the the you know nothing went on this long before. Yeah, like, I agree. So bad. Yeah. Well, he even addresses himself at the bar when he's, uh, or not the the, the, the soda shop when he's talking to himself in the mirror. In the mirror, yeah. It's a great scene. It really is because it almost it gives you two actors, even though it's one dude, and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, you're my enemy, you're my nightmare. Like he's very dream imagery, like everything he's saying, and then he even says something like, uh, "Only my imagination would think of something this simple or lonely or some." He says something like that, and then. Cool, like it. Yeah. I do. I, I like the whole panic button thing. Well, that's well, really. You also know it has. This might be the deepest he's gone. So he, that could explain. You think? No, I, I mean later on what? when he's in the uh, the movie theater. I, I think he's in the. Oh, no, you're theater, fine. You're fine. But um, he runs like into the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. into the mirror. You're like, okay, that has to be a dream because there's no way that he would he wouldn't see him running towards. And that's mirror. always funny. That's always fu- that's always a good comedy. Running into a, a you know a glab. Plate of glass, or yeah. something like that. That definitely would have made it on America's Funniest Home Videos. I'm Rod Serling. This is America's Funniest Home Videos. Imagine in the world, man gets <laughs> in the nuts. Oh, way to bring it full circle, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just max frames. <laughs> But he just runs smack that, and like, and I guess he starts to lose it eventually when he he's watching the movie and the plane flies over, and then he's like, "Ah, who's in the movie? Who's running the projection?" Because the movie starts, mm-hmm. and then he runs and he's looking in the projector, trying to see anybody in the room oh, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So he's kind of that's where it starts to kind of the plane goes into the mountain almost for this dude right here. Yeah. yeah. And again, for a guy who you don't really know, doesn't really have a career. I mean, he's a, like Ben said, he's a, a, a character actor. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very good. And, and that's, I think that's another cool thing about this series in general is the acting is always very strong as well as the writing. The writing sometimes could be obtuse, but it seems like the actors are very strong in it, you know? That's yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was very happy with the way this whole episode kind of worked out. One thing I didn't really think about until just now was um, when he's in the telephone booth mm-hmm. and like he can't get out. He's like, trapped. Now that I think about it, he's actually probably trying to get out of the box that he's yeah. in. Like, in oh, the door is because again, you piece you piece yeah. it together, you know. Yeah, that's good. It's like he's mm-hmm. he, like that's where reality is meeting his um, hallucination. And he can't open it, but then he falls back into the hallucination. So he's able to like easily like, oh, okay, I just need to pull it in instead of trying like, to push bro, it. Bro, I just need to mellow out, man, because I'm fucking <laughs> tripping balls. Bro. I need to get to a good headspace, bro. Like I can't, I can't leave this this long, strange trip. I don't know. I've been in here for fucking two weeks having sex with hams and mannequins. <laughs> I rubbed my dick wrong. <laughs> he wasn't lying to, on the uh, the police radio or whatever. He's like, hey, there's a strange man walking around in your police station. That strange man is me, baby, and I'd be copping feels on all the mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him, you, sound like, you sound like Dr. Roxo, right? <laughs> I don't know who Dr. Roxo is, but thank you. He's uh, the rock and roll clown from Metalocalypse. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. That's awesome. He does cocaine. I do cocaine, baby. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Like he, he's just walking around doing that. That's his whole spiel. 
And yeah. I said, I swear, if you tell it about a mannequin, I'll kill your mannequin family. <laughs> this is all secret. I'm going to touch a mannequin butt. <laughs> now, what, were mannequins made out of wood then, or were they still made out of plastic? Because I mentioned it would be hard to fuck a wood mannequin. Well, were they some kind of, like, it was almost, not plaster, but it was something like plaster. Because I, I remember when like I was a kid. it was a styrofoam or something. Well, it was styrofoam. It was, like, really hard because I remember That's when I was said. Yeah, talk about my penis. I, I haven't heard that in weeks. But, um, no, I remember when I was a kid, we'd go to the cheap uh, department stores. And fuck, man. <laughs> well, who didn't? But some no, of the old- To be fair, seeing mannequin boob when you're a horny little 12-year-old was pretty fucking cool. You had to check for nipples every yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah, every yeah. Time. But, no, but some of them, the, the skin, it would, be, it would be chipped. From you know, just from them wear and tear on the stuff, and like at the the seams where the arms connected and stuff, and you'd see like the white, powdery under stuff, and then they'd have the that's cocaine, Ben. That's cocaine. That's how they got into the country. That's how they got into the country. Okay. Yeah, they were like El Chapo at the point. He was (laughs) he was moving yayo through the mannequin. (laughs) Don't catch me with the mannequins. They're actually made of cocaine. That's what it is. It's not (laughs) crystallized cocaine that they break off and then, you know, powder. They just chop a finger off and they're just. See, then that would explain Mr. Mr. Jenkins at Bargain Town how he was always sniffing the mannequins. Now, did Mr. Jenkins have a local commercial where he sang, "Won't you take me to Bargain Town? Take me to." Town. But I have that album. Uh, Mr. Jenkins, welcome to Bargain Town, where all the bargains are awesome. Would you take me to, to, to Bargain Town? Any, anything like that? No, nothing? No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Mr. Jenkins got all the bargains here in Bargain Town, so bring you and your kin on in and check all this stuff out here in Bargain Town. And the music was coming in the end. Nothing like that? Nothing like that. Well, see, Mr. Jenkins actually didn't own the store. He was just the guy who sniffed the mannequins. Uh, <laughs> he just sold cocaine off the mannequins. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. good mannequin. You'd see him over there, and his, you know, he'd have his face really oh. close to their chest, and he'd just be. You <laughs> thought yeah. he was motorboating them, but no. He no, was he was just going to scrape off a little mannequin. You know? <laughs> I need some mannequin to get through the day, man. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about cocaine, dummy. <laughs> talking about the white horse. Man. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, kid. I'm talking about no goddamn movie. You do this stuff, it's like you're fucking seeing a movie, man, right? It's amazing. Do something. That bargain town. Now, are these places real, Ben? Or are you just, is this your own Twilight Zone fantasy? You, you've bargain never town? heard of Bargain Town? I don't know. It, it had the, the little guy with an Uncle Sam looking costume on, and he had the big head, cartoon head, and yay! Uh, I'm, I'm calling Google. All my clothes came from Town. Town. <laughs> There's actually a song on Two Live Jews did the uh, album. <laughs> and and it, there was a song on it called Bargain Town. And I was so, I felt oh, so I'm validated sure. that somebody outside. I see BT, BT Furnishings, Bargain Town Furniture. No, I found Bargain Town. Bargain Town. It was like before Walmart became store. a thing. It was it was like the little local every oh, town had one this, and this one's in Ireland. Oh, all of my all my school clothes came from. Am I, maybe I illegally immigrated to the United States? <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's cut this out and move on. I'm telling oh, you, the mascot is creepy. I don't see any big head. Screen, please. I got you. I got you. Hold on. 
Let me share. Oh, where's my share, share screen? screen? Yeah, yeah. I think look at it. Look at the screen. Shit you up. see it? No, I don't see anything. No, nah, there, there it is. Look. Oh, That's look him. at that. That's him. Like Bargain Town USA. Yep. You love Bargain Town USA. Uh, Clanton, Albertville, Alex City, Arab. Uh, th- th- yeah, this is Iraqi Alabama. Scottsboro. Yeah, this is. These are all towns around my hometown. Well, now, what town did you live in? Uh, you, uh, I came from Palookaville. No, Bluntsville. Bluntsville. <laughs> it's in Blunt County. Blunt, Blunt County. But so, yeah, Coleman was the one we went to. We're and, uh, blunt because we're dumb as fuck out here in Blunt County. Well, no, it's dull. We couldn't well, call it dumb as fuck County. It wouldn't make any sense. We would not be a tourist destination if we were called dumb as fuck County. You know why? Too many silent letters. Yeah, too many. I ain't into that, man. Dumba. Dumba. Dumba fuck down. <laughs> Hold on. I think I just shit my pants. <laughs> just those silent letters. Oh, um, they weren't mine. Silent letters make me shit my pants every time. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so, but then we get to the point in the episode where he starts hitting the panic button, and all of a sudden the military dudes show up and they they pull him out, and it's just some guy in a box. Yeah. Some kind of box. <laughs> With I mean, wires taped to his head. Yeah, and there's like a movie screen, like a projection screen. That, now, what is the projection screen showing? Yeah. Is it like creating this world that he's in, or is it just like... I thought it was just going to be like, you know, space or something. You know, showing the trip to the moon. You know that didn't happen, right? We know a guy, and we all know him. Who honestly thinks the world is flat? What? No. Truly believes it. I swear to God. No. Um, hang on. I'll get it for you. You can't say it because we all know him. Yeah. I, I know who we're talking about. Do you know who we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. How do you, how do you think the world is flat in this day and age? Because you're a crazy person. It's one step. It's like flat earthers. And then a step above that is the hollow earthers, which is kind of at a tie with me for See, the you, banding you know earthers. I'm okay with the hollow earth people. I've never met one face to face and like, okay, whatever. I like Jules Verne too, but I'm not going to well, go. Yeah, but then there's the banding earth. Yeah, I, and, th- and that's why the plate tectonics work is that the earth is slowly ballooning up. And that makes room for the hollow earth. Yeah, I just sent a chat to everybody. All of these I could actually get behind because, like, we've never actually seen inside the earth, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we don't know. It could be getting bigger. But we, we've we been outside of the earth. We've seen it from the outside. We know that it's round. It spins, you know? I mean, well, let, right. me, let, me just, let me just guess something here, Bob, with this individual. You <laughs> think that the earth is flat and he's in the dead center of it, right? Maybe I don't know. He's, okay. he's like uh, he's an impression from him that he thinks he's in the dead center. <laughs> he's clearly almost devolved because he's convinced that the moon landing is a, a conspiracy at this point too. Like it's all fake and the Earth is flat. Like I'm I, well, obviously it's interesting that the I mean to think that the Earth is flat. Like is that why he thinks the moon landing is fake? Because the Earth is flat. I well, he, well, I mean that he, would disprove one or the other. So it's a radiation belt that they can't get out of the radiation belt, and he's of the school that like, well, if we went to the moon, why have we never gone back? 
We went several we times. I haven't, several why times. haven't they since the 70s? Because <clears throat> there's nothing up there. It, yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> and it, got, it got boring, and you know, we found out it wasn't made out of blue cheese, and, and we was like, well, fuck it. Kind of expensive. It's so why nobody goes to quit make you know make Anton, a rocket to go to the moon. We decided let's not spend money on that anymore. Anton was gonna make a good joke. Let's hear it. It's it's the same reason nobody goes to Norge because we know it's there and we don't want any part of it. <laughs> Norge, <laughs> one stop like down. I'm good. I don't need to go to Norge. I'm okay. I know it's there. There you see go. Everything I need to see. Norge. I drive past Norge, get to Richmond. There's some cool shit in Richmond. Richmond's <laughs> like Mars. You know. <laughs> oh, but I have no need to stop the moon on the way there. But yeah, the Earth is flat. That's, that's just a dumb argument for anything. Wow. Like, well, why haven't we gone back? It's like, I mean, that's like, I can use the same thing for Florida. Like, I've been to Florida. I didn't really care for it very much. <laughs> I haven't gone back to Alabama in 15 yeah. years. I mean, you know, that I mean, know it's still there. That means you've never been there. I don't believe you're not from there. You're not, because, I mean, come on. I'm obviously from Canada. And... Uh, <laughs> I stuck into the country as a child. Also kind of believable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But I'm Your okay. Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you Ted Cruz. Uh, He's I'm playing back and I won't endorse you. <laughs> He's a Canadian Mexican. What the hell is going on? <laughs> They're getting at us from both ends. I mean, this is crazy. But if you take the average of a comedian and a Mexican, is that not together, fair? Yeah, it's like you meet the middle, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's got a new shot. He's definitely crazy. <laughs> no. <He's American>. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so um, so he's in a box and they pull him out and is he going to be okay? Yeah, he's going to be okay. And then the media is just there and we just yeah, let him in. Yeah, they're like, let him in. How this, yeah, granted, this guy's been in a box for. Uh, what two and a half weeks? That can't be legal. But let's let the media in on this one. <laughs> yeah, he, he volunteered for it. It's okay. Yes, by volunteer I mean we drugged him and threw him in a box for two and a half weeks. And, and see, this is the interesting to thing fair, too. Though. Is uh, like this is 1959. Yes. So <laughs> Kennedy hadn't even said that we are going to the moon yet. And right. I don't. How much moon talk was there in the 50s? Oh, that's just fantastic. I actually, one of my <laughs> trivia nights, uh, back when we used to do that, I lost because I fucked up an Eisenhower oh question. But, no, no, uh, before NASA was formed by Eisenhower, um, there was already like space programs <laughs> from each of the uh, branches of service. That's why there were air, these were Air Force guys working mm -hmm. on the Air Forces mm -hmm. project. Navy, you know, everybody wanted missiles. Everybody was like, well, we got missiles. Let's put a man on one. And Let's so, shoot that son of a bitch to the moon. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you had guys who would volunteer Get for this. Get ourselves a monkey and shoot that fucker to the moon. <laughs> what happens? But until they <laughs> the monkey gets smart. That's a great Simpsons episode. And, Jenny, you know Ben's not going to forget this because he still talks about uh, Apple stock that was he did buy 30 years ago. I no, still I, talk about Silas Collier stealing art from me in fifth grade. So, yeah, you know. so, yeah, I mean, the title of your book was called, it's called America or whatever. It's supposed to be America. It's supposed to be America. Ben, ben, I believe you're from Alabama now with a classmate named Silas Collier. <laughs> it wasn't a classmate. That was, a, uh, that was my teacher. A rival. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, man, this is some good art you made here. So I'm going to borrow it. He he criticized it and made me feel 
you know, like in front of the whole class you know, and called dirt. And what was his name? Silas. Silas Collier. That sounds like an evil. That sounds like a like a like a villain's. Like a Batman villain. Yeah, before yeah. he changes into you know mole dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always make sure I have one copy of my book, though, because my goal is if I ever make the mistake of being in Alabama again, I'm putting a copy of it on his grave. I'm pissing on his grave, and then I'm leaving the state. I've heard this. Yep. Yep, I've heard it. And then we're going to dig up his course and fuck his dead body. No, that's what turkeys are for. Looks like him. Happy Thanksgiving, Silas. <laughs> Sorry. That's a really great name. I'm stealing that for something. Um, but yeah, so and the, the general was uh, James Gregory. Uh, if you watch Barney Miller, he was ah, in Luger. I'm more of a fish guy. <laughs> and who's still alive? And if uh, what was it? He was on Star Trek, the original series. Interesting. Um, on the uh, b- 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 the crazy episode where they're in the the asylum. Oh, that one. He's the the director <laughs> of the asylum. There's a lot of those episodes. Uh, turkey hand. I turkey like. Hand just dawned on me. Turkey hand. <laughs> yeah, turkey hand. <laughs> turkey hand <laughs> just totally <laughs> dawned on me. Man, this 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 episode has been really ground yeah. <laughs> um, that's my weak imitation of a turkey i apologize everybody i would do one but i, I don't want to wake up my son and yeah, incur the wrath of my wife yes you're gonna do a turkey right there in your living room <laughs> if he wakes up his son he'll be doing a lot of turkey hand uh, I, I do. Yeah, if they leave the house it's over dennis turkey handed all over the place <laughs> uh, I really like this episode, uh, and it's also cool too because again, reoccurring theme of Twilight Zone episodes: someone being ex- exited out the stage on a gurney happens a yeah. lot. Like people yeah. on gurneys with and then Twilight talking Zone. to inanimate objects. I'm right. gonna get you, you crazy moon! <laughs> Don't you go anywhere, moon. We're coming for you, and we're gonna bomb the shit out of you too, you <laughs> motherfucker! You know, there's copies up there. Wasn't it Buzz Aldrin on uh, 30 Rock when he's yelling at the moon to get out of the daytime? Apparently, this was an ongoing thing with astronauts. Just yell at the moon. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, I'm going to get you. <laughs> now, uh, I'm taking all my what? mannequins with me. We're going to populate the moon with breed mannequin men dominate space <laughs> mannequin moon men are coming that's how the cybermen <laughs> are you going to say Dennis now what if Doctor Who was launched off of this because this is a person who goes crazy inside a box and starts imagining all these crazy places so just imagine he made, he made himself like this alien from another world with special powers who fights all kinds of weird aliens and stuff like that and like whenever he gets bored with that personality he just changes himself into somebody else which you gotta say is great for doctor who because they could just yeah. bounce through actors i mean it's awesome oh, you like the last play? episode is just like okay he finally hits the panic button yeah like That's that one great. button on the console that he never touched i think you just put like a really dangerous fan theory out there dennis like it's gonna <laughs> catch on and people are gonna start spreading this around and so the final doctor is earl holloman Yes. <laughs> and he cuts back to old ass they, Earl Holloman. They just showed blood. this episode. This is the last episode of Doctor Who. I would totally be into that. I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who, but I would totally be into like, oh, that's cool. 
<laughs> I mean, you know what? Anything is possible because so much of, uh, I guess, science fiction is kind of derivative from. Oh, know. totally. I mean, if you watch like, like Brian, I was listening to a podcast with Brendan Vega and he was saying that his favorite TV show was Twilight Zone. And if mm-hmm. you go back and watch Brendan Vega episodes, they're all kind of Twilight Zone-ish. Like they have that element, you know? But again, it's, it's wonderful. I love the show and I'm glad we're, we're reviewing it. For- this is a great pilot episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think it's about so much fun. it. Honestly, you know? I was watching. I was like, oh, I don't know how we're going to talk very long about this episode, but... <laughs> Well, there's always people fucking mannequins is is guaranteed to, you know, spark conversation. As I was watching ahead, some of the other episodes, there would be comments that were purely mundane and safe in the fifties. Yeah, I thought, oh god. I think someone brought up the Shatner episode with the bobblehead. Stop treating me like a retarded child. It's like no. What? <laughs> oh no! I was just thinking about the next episode with the comments of, "Oh, I've always loved children. Children always come over. Come up to my house, little girl, and then I'll fix your toys." And I'm like, "Oh my god, we're going to destroy this!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait till we get to it though. It's oh, it's so good. It's, it's I mean, I love the show. I love the show. It's wonderful. Like I, I find myself just going like, oh, "I'm going to watch a game of pool," and I'll just watch. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, what's his name from the Odd Couple? It escapes me. Uh, oh, Jack, Jack Klugman. Klugman. I'll watch Jack Klugman in 1961 look the same way he did when he was Quincy 20 years later. And like, oh, was this guy always 70? Like, what? The- <laughs> <laughs> At some He's point, like smoking and drinking, drinking alcohol yeah. made you young. Yeah, it's like, well, no, it just kind of preserved your body, like much like Harry Morgan, like when he died from Mash. I was like, wasn't he always 94 years old? Like, I had no idea. <laughs> You know, I just imagine he came out of his mom's vagina looking like that. Like, hey, uh, Colonel's uniform. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he looked like. Radar. (laughs) (laughs) You got your section eight. (laughs) So there you go. That's the episode. I hope you like it. I hope you listen to it because if you did, that means you're uh, paying for it. And if you're paying for it, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. So um, so we will talk to you guys. What, are we going to do this every week? Like a a bonus? Weekly bonus? Should we talk about this before we – I'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Famous last words. Famous. So we'll go from there. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thank you for being a a supporter of Dork Trek, and we'll talk to you soon.